I'm really excited, everybody, because it's episode 144, and you know what else it is? It's Weezy! Do your anniversary, Weezy, Weezy, Weezy! Hello, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very, 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 very well, and I'm so excited because you think about it, and we started this podcast... And you had 60 days, and now you have two years. And my first <laughs> biggest question is, how did you do it? Um, well, I I did it one day at a time, which is the obvious. And um, I think that um, what helped me the most was simplifying it. Um, and when I say that, I mean just... Um, Understanding and realizing that I cannot drink. It doesn't work for me. It never did work for me. Um, I don't process alcohol like other people do. And I was a blackout drinker. And you know, you know, I, I tried it a couple times to go back thinking that I could do it differently or, you know, the circumstances when I drank a lot and I was in the throes of, of my marriage ending and someone um, that, you know, maybe, just maybe, and I'm sure other people feel this way, that it was situational. And um, when that stuff's behind you, maybe I can drink. Maybe I don't have the stress and the, you know, just just all the anxiety associated with um, life's problems. Maybe I can drink. And... The truth is I can't. And until I was willing to let my head around that and understand that there will be no time in my future where I will be able to get it differently than, you know, meaning there's no time in the future that I'm all of a sudden going to be able to tolerate alcohol. It's never going to happen. So for me... The easiest thing was to, and I'm not saying easy as if it is easy, but simplifying it and and making it a fact that I can't drink um, and not worrying about everybody else around me. That that seemed to be what stopped me often from from really moving forward, um, that I was so concerned with who surrounded me, who you know, the people that judged me were the people that I thought drank um, a lot. And when I stopped thinking about all those things, <clears throat> what my future was going to look like, who was I going to be friends with, who was going to include me in certain things and who wasn't, all that stuff that is associated with the, the, the change of getting sober and starting a new life, um, you know, I just, I, I, I let it go. And lo and behold, I have everything I want right now. How's that? That's pretty good. And, you know, letting it go, letting it go, and letting the noise. I love to refer to it as noise because that's all it is, right? It's just noise. It's other people's thoughts, other people, what we think other people think that we're thinking. What other people think that we, what, that we think that other people are thinking about us, right? Like that's the craziness that used to get us, right? Right. And then you would go and you pick up a drink. And now you're not doing that. And you've hushed the noise. And the other thing is that I want to point out is that 
you know, if we, the people that have been listening for a long time that listen to Wheezy and I talk have to know that you've been through a lot of stuff. Like, it hasn't been a little thing that you've gone through the past few years. I mean, you've dealt with a lot of big things. Yeah. I mean, I really have. And I haven't drank. And I, I, you know, when I first got sober, I, I feared those moments, those situations where, um, and not so much holidays, the times like that, where I know some of my friends get a little squirrely or hung up on, you know, the, the holidays and what it's going to be like without drinking or their first Thanksgiving, their first Christmas. But, you know, it, it was more of just the, these challenges that I knew I had ahead of me. I moved into a new place, you know, things were happening at work. And, you know, there was just a lot of stuff. And um, I did not want to drink because I knew what the end result would be. Right. And I would just screw things up again and disappoint and, you know, um, anger people that I care about deeply. And the interesting thing you pointed out, it's like, and I believe that some people who have real drinking problems, it didn't matter if it's the holidays, it's like, it's Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, it's right. Tuesday, it's Monday, it's any day, it rains, it snows, it does this, it does that. Anything that happens, that's a reason for us to drink, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to get through life and life challenges sober has to happen one day at a time. Yeah, and you know... um, I hadn't shared with you, but but at Christmas or on Christmas or Christmas Eve, um, my father had given me a a card, and he always writes something nice, and it's always from the heart. and And this year, because of my anniversary coming up, um, he wrote about um, my sobriety and how proud he was, and and it was really, really so well written and so nice, and and he is so proud of me, and and. And he was one of the few people that, that really, truly did not give up on me, no matter how angry other people got with him for continuing to try and try and try. Um, he just never gave up. But one of the, the sentences uh, was about my children and that, you know, you put your children through, and I, I don't want to say he put hell, but, uh, but he put something close to it. Maybe he did. I don't even know. Um, but my point is, is that, uh, you know, he, and I shared this in a meeting the other day that, you know, everything kind of stopped. You know, it's like someone telling you all these wonderful things. And as soon as they say something negative, it's just, you know, you can't hear anything else. Well, I couldn't read anything else because I was so fixated on the fact that, to me, it's just, for a second, it just destroyed all these wonderful things he said prior to that sentence. And I guess my epiphany this Christmas was that, you know, you you take the good, the bad, and the ugly. And if you don't have all those things together, you know, you can't grow. And and just because the things happen, I mean, the reality is I, I did put my kids through a lot. I did make them scared. I did make them upset and sad and disappointed and everything else. But but the truth is I, I'm sober as well. And I have to, I think for me, and I don't know if it will help anybody else that, that thinks along those lines, is that, you know, you, you 
you really have to embrace, or I have to embrace, the bad, because it's part of the story, and it's not going away. My kids weren't infants. They're, they, they have a memory. You know, they are going to remember certain things. There are things that will fade away, I'm sure, over time, but the, but the, the scary things and the, you know, the things that, that they saw, they will remember forever, but they also now know that I'm not going back to that place and neither are they. And with that comes growth and, you know, just happiness. I mean, they're, they're, we have such a good relationship and it's also based on the fact that we talk openly about it. I mean, there's been times, you know, especially over the holidays when I'm running on empty that, you know, I'll fall asleep. I, I can't even tell you in the last week or two weeks, I have fallen asleep on the couch one night, fell asleep for well, Christmas Eve. I fell asleep in my coat, <laughs> full makeup, teeth not brushed and woke up. And do you know how I felt for that split <laughs> second? I thought I drank. I know I didn't, but that feeling of, I mean, I was literally in my North Face long coat on, you know, when I woke up on Christmas morning and, uh, you know, it's that, and, and my kids see me, you know, falling asleep on the couch during this time when I'm, you know, like I said, running on empty and I've got a lot of commitments at work and so on and so forth. And, and it's, they're, they're triggers for them. But we get through it and we talk about it. I do not um, brush it under the carpet. I, you know, I I acknowledge it and I often will bring it up before they even say anything, even if they might not say anything, but I always bring it up. Like, I know that this reminds you of when I drank. But I and I love that you're open with them because open and honest is just so amazing. So if, you know, the reality is, it's like if, God forbid this ever happens to them, if they have to deal with this or they run into somebody in their life, which we know that they will, that mm-hmm. have this disease, they're going to be able to talk about it and not in a judgmental way, but in a loving, kind way, in a way of compassion and go, I get it. I dealt with it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, the other thing too, and, and I'll actually, I'll send it to you so you can, can post it, but my, my kids, uh, they gave me, their present to me, besides a pair of really nice earrings, was a letter that they wrote me, and it was a really long letter, but they, the printer wasn't working, so they, they had to, they brought out the, the laptop for me to read it, and, Oh my gosh, I can't even begin to tell you how insanely wonderful it was. I mean, first of all, it didn't even seem like it came from teenagers. Um, it was so well written, but, but it had, you know, there were parts of it that had to do with, you know, what they've gone through and, and how much they, they can't live without me and they, how much they respect me and look up to me and everything that I've done for them and how lucky they are despite, despite the challenges that we've had. Like why would God have given us these struggles? And, you know, they turned it around and said, you know, that it's, it's made us who we are. I mean, it was unbelievable. Wait till you read it. It's, it's incredible. And I mean, if that isn't the biggest gift in the world, um, it was wonderful. And that, you know, along with my, with my father's note, it just, 
it was it was so um it was just so wonderful to be able to see the whole picture and not pick at, you know, just the fact that, okay, yes, I've got two years sobriety and there, and it has been a lot of work. It, it, it did not come easy. And, but, but I also, I love the fact that we didn't, we haven't shut out the past at all. We just haven't. And I don't intend to ever do that because I think that's what keeps us so, you know, healthy, if you will, um, in our relationship. And that's the whole thing. Like, and for the people that have never heard, you know, go back and listen from the beginning. I know a lot of people are going back and listening from the beginning. But it's interesting because if you think about what you've been through, I mean, you got, you left, you, you know, you got divorced. You moved from your house. Your business sold. You got, um, you know, it's like your great aunt passed away. I mean, your aunt passed away. I mean, you've dealt with a lot of stuff. You've traveled. You've done life. You've had two Christmases now. You've had two Thanksgivings. You've had, you know, you've had two New Year's. You've had two of everything sober and two cycles, they say, of a year. And it's crazy that we sit here and when we're in our addiction, we can't ever imagine being out of it. But it's like now looking back, do you do you look at it as though you were in a prison with alcohol being your God? Because I sometimes feel like that until I got sober did I realize how bad it really was. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's right now I'm going through, um, I have a, a, a relative that is um, has been struggling and I haven't been um, in communication with her, not not from my end, but from her end, because she has um, gone back to drinking and now she has decided that, you know, she has to, she has to get sober again. And, you know, it's, I just remember that feeling of, you know, thinking about walking through the door again. I mean, my whole, and I've, I've said this to you so many times, and, and, and I'm so grateful to you for this, but, you know, I never could handle, I was such an isolator, and I never, ever could pick up the phone and, and call someone, um, meaning you, when I was going through, um, you know, when I was struggling or if I thought about drinking. And, and it's so easy not to. It really is. It was so easy for me. And then once I drank, I mean, forget it. All bets were off. I, I couldn't I, I couldn't face anybody, let alone walk back into a meeting. Um, and that's really what she's been going through. And I talked to her yesterday or the day before, and and I get it, you know. But, but I even feel that I've grown enough in my sobriety that I, I'm not preaching anything. I'm not even telling her not to drink. I, I just listen and you know we all know when it's time and it wasn't time the first time I got out of rehab it just wasn't I wish it had been I'd have a you know more years but but it's just it's it's when you want it when you realize that your life is 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 you are just you're screwing up and screwing up and in you know the path is just is horrible and until you know that you don't want that anymore under any circumstances you know it's it's up it's up to you nobody can change your mind about that nobody can get you and i've tried that plenty of times with friends um and it just doesn't work 
doesn't. It's just, I mean, and it's so hard. I, I mean, and I, I mean, it's kind of like when it's, and I want to talk about New Year's in a second, but you know, when you make those New Year's resolutions, you're like, I'm going to go to the gym. And I can tell you that people are like, don't you love to go to the gym? And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like the heaviest door in America. Just like the phone becomes when you know, you, you know what I mean? It's like the yeah. phone weighs a billion pounds and our egos are so like, you know, our egos tell us we can't go back. I can't. Everybody's going to judge me. Everybody's going to think I'm a horrible person. Everybody's going to think that. But didn't you have the exact opposite? Like, wasn't everybody so excited to see you and gave you the biggest hug? And then we're like, oh, my God, she's back. And we're so excited. Well, yeah, and that's what I told her. I said, I said the, the, the irony is that the place that you don't want to go to the most is the very place that you are accepted the most and you are loved the most. And and it's the one place that we we run from. And, yeah, I, I mean, I felt that. I, I was so embarrassed. I was so ashamed. But I walked in there, and within a second, I, I realized, you know, like, what, what was I thinking? These people are wonderful. You know, half the people have been there, done that. Some people, you know, have never relapsed, but everybody understands it. Everybody understands the struggle. Whether you relapse or not. Exactly, because everybody there's been there. So Mm -hmm. no one can say, oh my gosh, you relapsed. Like, because no one doesn't have a, I mean, we have no idea if I'm going to relapse, if anybody's going to relapse. There's people that relapse for 30 years. You have no idea. All we have is today. And if we put our ego aside and we say, you know what, I'm going to go do this and I'm just going to do it for me. And I'm not going to worry about what anybody else thinks. Right? I just have to do this for me. Because the reward at the end is so amazing. It is. I mean, it it is so, uh, you know, there was another story. uh, I was getting my hair done right before Christmas and, and I happened to be there at the same time. A neighbor of mine um was was there she was before me and it was early in the morning and i and i had i had referred her to my hairdresser so um but it, ironically we were there at the same time and you know she's the person that you know i have grown to like but she doesn't know my story she we've never had it really an opportunity to sit down and talk at length about me or her and um Anyway, we we were talking and we were just, you know, idle to chat. And at some point, I, I, don't, I forget exactly how it came up, but I said, you know, I, I don't drink. Um, I might have been talking to my hairdresser about, you know, because she, she's totally aware of my situation. But um, she turned around and she said, well, I don't, you know, I don't drink either, not because she's an alcoholic. She doesn't, she doesn't like it. And... Um, and we just, the, the rest of the, the time, the rest of, you know, when I was there, we were talking about it. And it was the most amazing conversation. And the, the I don't want to say gratitude, but the she was so impressed with my honesty. And I had told her that the day before, a couple of days before, I, I, I got a, uh, a text from my best friend, and who's also sober, and it was a, it was a quote that someone wrote that said, um, you know, that those, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, those, those that recover loudly help those who are suffering quietly or to that, to that effect. Oh, oh, it, was oh. just, it was so 
amazing, and that's what I, the whole, the whole point when I was talking to her was that, you know, I do do a lot, and I am very vocal about my sobriety, and that's what I've chosen. And, and, and that statement that my girlfriend sent me about, you know, recovering loudly is, is, is who I am. And she was just so taken back by, you know, where I've come from. And I did share a couple, you know, horrible stories and, and just where I am now. And it was just so impressive and so nice to think that this woman, I was so nervous about her knowing who I was initially and, and she couldn't have been more thrilled for me. Well, I think the people that aren't thrilled for us are the people that don't, that have a problem, right? Yeah. Like, it's like the people that don't want to talk about it and like, oh my God, why are you talking about that? Know that they have a problem, but they can't get to that place where they're like, you know what? I need help and I want to change because change is hard, right? Mm-hmm. And change is always hard. And looking at like, what the future is going to hold and what is it going to be like if I can't drink it, all these certain things. And it's like, cause it's such a big part of our lives when we come into recovery. Like, at least for me, I mean, that's all I thought about. Like, how am I going to have my future be without drinking? And now I can't even imagine going back to that because I, I just, I was a slave to it. And speaking so of was I, yeah, oh. you and I were probably pretty neck and neck with <laughs> how we were with alcohol. I mean, Seems like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I couldn't drink one, and I couldn't drink forty-seven. You know, which is my little is my little thing. And you know, I heard somebody speak today, and she ended up getting sober at twenty. And she has thirty-four years now. And I heard her speak this morning, and you know, she just talked about how you know I, she doesn't do anything perfectly. And I can say I don't do. I haven't done anything perfectly in the past thirteen and a half years. And have you done anything perfectly in the past two years? The only thing I can say that I've done perfectly is I have a drink, right? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, up until, and I'll just be completely honest with you, up until an hour ago, I was, I, I went out, I got a vacuum cleaner that I have been eyeing up. I know it doesn't sound very exciting, but I have been waiting to get a vacuum, and I got it, and I was driving home, and it's getting dark, and... I have no plans tonight, and my children are both, my daughter's at a a Christmas party, and my son is with his father, and for a split second, Elizabeth, I had that feeling of, that, not the feeling that I wanted to drink, but the feeling of going home and having nobody around and having that house to myself and I could, you know, that, that feeling I used to have where it was so exciting to come home and pour a glass, well, <laughs> <laughs> but have wine or have vodka and, and just do whatever I wanted to do. Um, and, and that feeling comes over you and, and I thought, gosh, you know, this, this probably will never go away. Will it dissipate a little bit? Yes, but just that feeling it, it, it just comes up and it, it and it goes away just as fast as it comes up because I know it's not reality it's not going to happen it it just you know there's certain not triggers but just certain moments where whether it's the lighting or the night that you have by yourself or whatever it just makes you think about it and it's so you know for me now I'm just grateful that I have the ability to 
know that that is just that. It is just a a, a little bit of a trigger, and it, it shall pass, you know, and, and it does. But having that feeling and acknowledging it, and I love that it's on the podcast today because I know that there are people with my amount of time and with 28 years that still have that feeling wash over them like, oh, my God, everybody's going to be gone. Is anybody going to know? I mean, I had a drunk dream just recently where I was on a plane and did I have to tell anybody? I got super drunk on the plane, and I and then I was like, oh, my gosh, do I have to tell anybody? And it was a total dream, but I'm still scared of it. And I think that that's healthy, right? Mm-hmm. I do, too. I, I, do, I, I mean, I totally think it's healthy that we still are aware and we still don't. I mean, we still want to get away from it like moth to a plane. It's like, oh, my God, I can't touch. Oh, my God. It's just scary. And uh, and I don't want to ever go back to that place, though. I don't want to ever have to pick up a coin. I just don't think I ever want to do it. Now, tell us this. Um how are you helping others? Because that's what it's all about is giving it away. And so tell us how you've been helping others in the past two years and how you look forward to helping others in 2020. And what you look, um, what is one New Year's resolution or something that you would like to work on in your program that you haven't, that you haven't, that you'd like to work on that you haven't been working on? Because I'm going to mention mine at the end. So you tell okay. me what you're thinking. Okay. Here I go. Um, well, I will say that you know, in the last two years that I have, um, I have been, you know, going to the prison, and 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 I love it, and I will continue to do that, and it certainly um, fills me up in so many different ways. It helps me um, as a, you know, in recovery, but it, but I also know that I I, I help other people. Um, I, you know, whenever I can, I will speak. I I had just uh, called the rehab I went to because I'd like to speak there. Um, and they just, they're booked with, you know, speakers. So hopefully I'll connect them in the beginning of the year and, and be able to do that. Um, and I think that's so important, especially because I was there. And I will be speaking to people who are sitting in the seat that I was sitting in two years ago, not knowing, you know, what was going to happen to me. And, um, you know, I just, I just got my first on C and yeah, thanks. It was so exciting. Um, you know, secretly I was hoping this person was going to ask me to be their sponsor because every time they, in the meeting, they say, you know, please raise your hand if you, you know, um, or sponsor. And, um, and I always would like hold my hand up and then look over, hoping that she would, you know, see that I wanted to be a sponsor. She could ask me, and and we've met a couple times, and um, and that's great for me. Um, I, I it's twofold as it always is with with everybody, but I'm just I, I'm thrilled that I'm at the point in my sobriety that I am able to be a sponsor, um, and. Um, Let's see, my, what I'd like to work on, well, one of the things is I have not, um, I have not worked on the steps in quite a while, so that's something that we're going to do together, and I'm going to, um, you know, figure, figure that out and, and come up with a plan. And, um, and I also need to get a sponsor myself. So, yeah. um, 
you know, those are big things. And I plan on doing them since the new year starts. I will, I will be on top of that. And I'm going to put in a little side note there. So, okay, I am working. I mean, I do work as Belize's sponsor still to everybody who's out there listening because she's not just like out there in the world without a sponsor that she can call because we, I want to throw that out there. She's definitely not navigating the waters all by herself all the time. I'm just not there all the time. So I asked her to find somebody local, but I'm still there in her life. So don't think that, and I don't want anybody to write in and go, oh my God, she doesn't have a sponsor. She has to do yours. No, she has a sponsor, but she just like, she doesn't talk to her Fire me. I just had to throw that out there. Um, I want to say that what I want to work on is I want to work on prayer and meditation because I feel like that's something that I feel I could get better at and mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm that good at and I feel like I want to, and that's like the 10th step. Like I really want to get involved more in that prayer and meditation. That's what I'm going to work on in 2020. Um, I'm also, okay, this is a little, I'm just throwing this out to the universe. I'm not making any promises because we know that I'm not that technology, technically savvy, but I'm going to try and do this. I want to start recording us by video. So when we're talking, I'm going to record us by video instead of doing it on just on voice. Mm-hmm. So I want to take Busy Living Sober to a video platform as well as audio. So the podcast will still be there in the podcast version as in, in audio, but I also want people to go to I, be able to go to YouTube and watch us. Oh, because, that's great. So that's so we're going to start doing that, and um, I'm going to hopefully be working with this marketing team starting in um, January 10th. And we'll go forward with that. But that are those are my two goals for um, like helping more people get sober because I think it's so important. And um, I'm so grateful for you in my life, and I'm so grateful for all that you've shown me in the past two years, all your strength and your grace, and um, you give me oh, hope. Thank you, thank you. And you and give me hope. It's been two wonderful years, and I owe a lot to you as well. Um, and I. You know, I always tell the people in the meeting that, you know, my home group that I'm really grateful for them. And, you know, it's it's a little bit of everything that gets me um, or puts me where I'm at today. And there's no question about that. And and I just, you know, I I know it's a struggle. And I've dealt, you know, the last six months even, I've, I've, you know, I've seen a handful of friends. Um, who, you know, some of them had years of sobriety, um, you know, relapse. And, and I, I, it, it, what do they say? It's cunning, powerful, and babbling. Um, babbling. And it is. And, and it really is because, you know, just, well, you can't take it for granted. You have to work on it every day. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful that I was able to have two years or I have two years. Well, you have two years, and it's amazing, and you're going to keep it up. And um, I'm going to throw out there another teaser because I'm going to try and convince you to do this. So there's this amazing women's conference for the ladies that are listening all over the country. And um, there could be a wheezy and busy show live maybe at this women's conference if I can make it happen. But it's in August, and it's in Delray, Florida. I know Florida in August, everybody's like, oh, my God, what are you thinking? It's crazy. But I can tell you getting a bunch of women together in August on the beach in Delray, Florida is a blast. And 
and I want to make it happen. I know that I will be there for sure, no question. I'm going to try and get Weezy down here no matter what. I think it's the second weekend in August. Uh, I'll have more information as it gets closer, but I would really like to do a live Weezy and Busy show from the Women's Conference because I think that would be so amazing. Oh, my God, it would be it would be amazing. I, would love I to think do it's going to happen. We're going to make it happen in 2020. We're going to get some live events. So we're going to start with Delray, August of 2020 in Delray, Florida at the Marriott. It's literally right on the beach in Delray, Florida. So it's beautiful. So we have to make that happen. And, um, Weezy, thank you so much. I love you tons. I love you tons. I'm, we're going to have you on here again, again in a couple weeks. So we're going to come okay. back on in a couple weeks and it's going to be awesome. And until next week, everybody, keep getting busy living sober. Bye-bye. Bye.